0: Hey everyone, so the first episode of Secret Invasion dropped a couple of days ago now. I am like almost 72 hours late, but I watched the episode, I've actually seen it twice now. Once I watched it pretty late at night, so I was really tired. So I decided to watch it again to maybe see if I would have a new opinion, because I was very much feeling strongly one way the first time I watched it. Watched it again, I cooled on it a little bit. I'm not telling you which direction yet, you're gonna have to listen to the whole review for that. But overall, I'm, I'm still, I still stuck with stick with what I think I thought the first time. So I'm glad I really watched it twice before making this review. Now, this will be a review that will include spoilers. This will not be one of my spoiler recaps that I do for these Disney Plus shows. I've decided to stop doing those because, to be honest, I just didn't really enjoy doing them anymore. Since, I would say, pretty much since Loki. There hasn't really been an MCU or a Star Wars show where I really love talking about weekly. Even if there have been a few that I've really enjoyed, even a show I loved like Andor, it wasn't one that I would have felt the desire to talk about every week. And Secret Invasion, after seeing one episode, is certainly not going to be one that I want to talk about every week because it's a very tension-driven show, I would say. And it's very much an in-the-moment type show. There's, I don't think there's much to speculate about. I mean, there is. But just, I think... It's not a show where I think a lot of people are going to be really in the mood to discuss how they're seeing it. And also not one where I think the conversation is going to keep going in between week to week. And we really haven't had a Disney Plus show like that for a while. But yeah, everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning. And Secret Invasion, for me, was one of my more anticipated Disney Plus shows. Then I read the original comic series, I believe it was eight issues, written by Brian Bendis that it was based off of. And I really did not like it. I think it's probably the worst Marvel Comics event I've ever read. And I've read a few pretty weak ones. It's really empty. It has no story. It, all the Scooby-Doo reveals are almost completely undermined. It just feels like wasted potential in every way. And it's just such a formulaic event with just classic action-adventure tropes and none of the paranoia you want from the story. Now, the way the MCU was taking the story seemed much more promising than the way the comic story took it, being this very spy slash political thriller, very grounded, and I really liked that as soon as we started seeing things from the show. And then the reviews came out it's about a week and a half back, and they were very much more positive than negative, but there were definitely a few people that stuck out as negative. So I was really curious to see which side of the coin I would fall on. I've seen the episode twice, so let's review Secret Vision episode one. There will be spoilers, but I will not be running through the episode. But if you haven't seen the episode, there are a few surprises that I will spoil because it's very important towards my opinion on this first episode. So maybe you can listen to the end of this review where I give my final thoughts where I won't be spoiling anything for whether you should check out this first episode. But I will not be reviewing the show weekly. I will check back in at the end of the show once episode 6 comes out to review the whole season instead. So with that said, let's get started. The first thing I really enjoyed about Secret Invasion is I love the grounded feel of it and kind of the and its reliance on natural tension stemming from the concept of shapeshifters on Earth, some of which have kind of um, are on the bad side, some of which are on the side of formerly S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury and all that. And then, like I said, some on the bad side, some have kind of infiltrated different aspects of society and have tried to make this world their home. And I thought that was really interesting One of my favorite parts about the show is that a lot of it is actually shot on location, and I really do feel that, especially compared to a lot of recent movies that have been shot on complete green screens like Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Thor, Love and Thunder, a lot of the shows even, like She-Hulk, which had extensive VFX. This Secret Invasion felt really refreshing in that regard. And I will also say that this episode plays into the intrigue of who could be a Skrull, and what's going on, the paranoia of it really well. And I really appreciated that it really leaned into the mystery side, because I was afraid they were kind of going to ignore that and just start off right of about with the good, scrolls, the bad. So, no, they really do lean into who could potentially be a scroll and the different... And they're already teasing, like with the scene with Rhodey and the president and where we know that... And, by, and since we know that President um, Thunderbolt Ross will be in that position portrayed by Harrison Ford by the time we get to Captain America New World Order. This show shows, shows Dermot Moroni as the president, and I'm really curious to see how that's going to go. I have a feeling he might be with Philip P. the president. I feel like they're setting up some nice pieces for some cool reveals down the line. Another thing that I appreciated about this episode was that the tone of it was refreshingly serious and very much took a very serious situation for the most part as that and i really appreciated that but there's also some really nice comedic moments mostly because of sam samuel jackson's really nice comedic timing the this episode never really undercuts a lot of any tension with humor and i really appreciated that it leans into the political and spy thriller vibes some of which are very reminiscent of captain america the winter soldier especially a lot of the scenes where it's very quiet and characters are meeting other characters and transactions go down or it's an intense confrontation, like with Talos and Nick Fury, as they meet the character that Amelia Car Clark's character Gaia formerly met before them. Like the opening scene, in particular, I think sets the mood really well, where we meet Agent Prescott as well as Agent Ross, who we've known from a lot of the MCU, the two Black Panther films, played as portrayed by Martin Freeman. It captured, I think, it perfectly in one scene captures the best aspects of the show, and that is the mystery, the paranoia. But also one thing I noticed that some of the acting in this show can definitely be a bit over the top and a bit melodramatic, and I think it actually really works in this opening scene. And it's eventually revealed that um, um, Agent Ross from the Black Panther movies has actually been a Skrull. Now, it's not clear whether he's been a Skrull only recently or he was a Skrull as well through the two Black Panther films. I think, honestly, either of them makes sense. I'm really curious to see which direction they're going to go. It also showed the maturity of this show, but also how brutal it could be. I, I noticed that some of the gunshots and the more violent moments have more blood. And I think that, again, for a very grounded show, that definitely works. The stakes are also shown to be very large right from the op- right from this opening episode. I mean, it's willing to take risks. They kill off Maria Hill, a character who's been in the MCU for 11 years since the Avengers. Now, I've seen some people a bit conflicted on her death and how... It was felt like a bit of a waste of an important character. I honestly thought Maria Hill has always been, even though I like Kobe Smulders as an actor, she's been really wasted in the MCU, and she also doesn't really have any place anymore in terms of there's not really anything for her to do, and if she's going to be used as a vessel to not only create higher stakes in the show, but also kind of push Nick Fury forward and become the man he used to be, I think it's a great way to use her, and I think that the, at the end, it kind of showed the show was willing to take risks. now. I was actually surprised they didn't reveal her to be a scroll. She was kind of one of my main people that I was expecting the Skrull to be. And speaking of Skrulls, I think continuing this show I think very nicely continues the storyline, the plot line they set up with the Skrulls from Captain Marvel. I think it moves that on very satisfyingly. There's much more mature interactions between Nick Fury and Talos and I like some of the moments between them. And I like the idea of Nick Fury and Carol Danvers promise them a home almost 30 years ago at this point and the fact that they still haven't found one it feels natural that some of the squalls would have turned evil and that was my, one of my biggest concerns when they first revealed they were doing secret invasion was like these squalls were revealed to be good and I love that twist in Captain Marvel I think it really works in the context of the universe and that film and I was worried they were going to go back on that but they don't they really they find a natural way to spin some of them in an evil way and I think that really does work in fact some of them would get mad they still don't have a home and I like the conflict they try to set up between Talos and his daughter Gaia, and I love that they finally allow Nick Fury, as portrayed by Samuel L. Jackson, to be vulnerable in this episode. He finally he plays him a little more, a bit more lightly to a degree, but he's also very clearly less secure about himself and a lot less confident. It's a different, more personal side to the character that really worked. It kind of the way they set him up kind of reminded me of Logan with Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. No, Nowhere near as deep as that, at least for this first episode yet. But that's, that was kind of a thing that I remembered. But I really liked Nick Fury in this episode. I like that we're delving into how the blip affected him and how he's changed and how I'm assuming he'll rise back to his position of power, which I think Nick Fury's really needed for a couple of years now. Now we move on to my negatives. And unfortunately for me, the first episode of Secret Invasion was a pretty big mixed bag. And for me, I think it leaned more negative. My experience leaned more negative than positive. The first time I watched it, I did not like the episode. I thought there were clearly a lot of problems. But I would think the second time I noticed a few more things I liked about it. But this show and this episode in particular has a lot of problems that get me very worried for the rest of the show. Since a lot of these problems I didn't notice with the first episode of the Disney Plus shows, I don't know if it's because I'm a lot more harsh on them now because I feel like every time I say I love the first episode and then I ended up not really liking the show or just thinking it was good enough, but not as good as it could have been and was promised to be from the first episode. So I don't know if I've become more harsh on it, on the MCU movies, but also the shows because of that. And also so many of these movies I've given such positive reviews to and upon revision and rewatches, they just fell down a cliff, for, at least for me personally. But I thought this first episode was very problematic on a storytelling plot and especially thematic level starting off with the storytelling this episode to me felt very choppy not only in its execution of the script they had but also in the pacing the episode i think doesn't really flow very naturally at all it feels like sequences happen it feels very episodic but not in the way that not in a good way but more in terms of just there's a lot of these different plot lines and they don't i don't i don't quite i don't quite see how they quite connect yet like we have stuff going on with the mainly clark's gaia but I don't think that in this first episode, a lot of people are going to say this is unfair, it's only been one episode, but I felt like they really struggled to make me in, invested in really any of the plot lines because it kept cutting around and the guy who we are interested in, Nick Fury, is by far the best part of the show, which just shows you how weak of a job they did making you care about the, less, about the other aspects of the show, in my personal opinion. A lot of this episode had scenes which I thought felt cut short and a lot of plot beats in particular felt very contrived. Like Fury kind of explaining off his absence off Earth as just a crisis of faith. And I know we're going to get revealed about this later, but it never really felt like... I, I, I didn't buy the fact that Nick Fury would actually come back to Earth considering everything we know about him since the blip and how they even talk about what's happened to him. Like, it didn't really feel like that was earned and the show didn't even really try to explain it and the other thing is particularly in the last 20 minutes is I think where a lot of the biggest issues show up and that's where they have the situation where Talos reunites with his daughter and then they have this back and forth thing but it happens in like a matter of minutes where in the next scene his daughter Gaia portrayed by Amelia Clark, instantly agrees to help him and it kind of turns out to be double cross. but either way I really just did not by the decision and the way the episode got between those scenes it felt very awkward and just how the scene where at the table shows up to Nick Fury and just says Gaia's come back and she kind of explains it off really quickly again it just never really flowed for me and the plot beats never none of those beats felt earned to me and moving on from that this episode was clearly and this show probably as a whole will probably feel very reworked in the edit bay and after principal photography came out. Because this show, I believe, started shooting over two years ago. And a lot of these Disney Plus shows start shooting about a year before they come out and then they get it on time. This episode, again, started, this episode as a whole, it felt like it was just being reworked within itself while it was playing out. Like it kind of felt like it was being made up as it goes along. And that can work for a lot of movies if that's the feel you want to create. But for Secret Invasion, I really felt like it was a big detriment to the show because it kind of it didn't really feel like, again, how naturally how the plot would actually play out, play out. And I think that's a big issue when you have a kind of spy thriller show that has a rel- relatively intricate character dynamics to it. Things kind of just happen, but again, they don't feel like the natural progression of the story. And it feels anticlimactic considering the build up that happened before, especially, again, between Talos and his daughter, and even when it comes to the final set piece, if you don't even want to call it that, the way it's executed, again, feels underwhelming because just the way it's shot and the way it's—, it's the, the geography of it all, it's really underwhelming. And I think that's the big issue with the show is just the execution of their ideas is really weak. And when it comes to the themes, the show's clearly trying to create this kind of refugee metaphor— But to me, I thought it was a complete mess. It didn't really work. And even some of what they were talking about, I felt like actually felt contradictory to their message. I think this show is is definitely on its surface level. A lot of what people would consider the andor of MCU shows, but it's completely missing the subtext and deeper themes of that show. The writing is pretty weak and a lot of the... Comparisons between what the show is trying to, the ideas that the show is trying to explore are very surface level. It's also just overly expository, and even then, there's so much left unexplained that I feel like makes me care less about what's happening, like what happens to Talos' wife or Gaia's mother, Soren. It could be explained later, and I fully admit that, but it still felt like it was important information for anything happening between Talos and Gaia to actually have as much impact as it does within this episode. And because of that, I didn't really connect to that side of the storyline. And this movie also repeats a lot of information, like it kind of repeats the whole Nick Fury's change since the blip like three or four times. And while again, he has to hear from different characters, again, it felt like the episode was retreading itself a couple times. It also feels like it's missing some setup with the Skrulls, like how instantly we already find that the Skrulls, a lot of them are completely separated. And I just don't feel like we got—we got we had to see that for it to mean as much as I think the show wanted it to mean, especially to Talos. We just haven't seen enough of Talos after the event of Captain Marvel, how he's treated his people, his relationship with them, for kind of a lot of them being separate from him would actually feel like a betrayal to him. I just didn't really feel any of it. And I think this show is hurt by by its placement in the MCU a lot. I will say and this is something that I really don't usually see with MCU movies or shows. I thought some of the acting felt pretty off and empty. I think Samuel L. Jackson is really the only performance in here that I thought actually felt like he was into his character. Ben Mendelsohn, I love him as an actor, and I love him in Captain Marvel as Talos. Kind of felt like he was just sleepwalking his way through this. I don't think he really felt invested in his character here. Clearly, they did a lot of reshooting, and I don't know if that's why some of the actors look really tired and really out of it when they're filming scenes in this episode. But him in particular, I thought, just gave absolutely nothing to the performance. I don't know if this was an issue with the directing, but I really noticed it right from his his first appearance in this episode, and that's really underwhelming. And last thing I'll say is the action directing is incredibly poor in this episode. Now, directing action is really difficult, But as a whole, this show has this very bland look, very bland shot composition that is really underwhelming considering the level of complexity this show has to its characters and the event and the very spy and kind of paranoia. The camera just isn't able to capture that as much as the show is trying to get across. And I think it really hurts this episode as a whole. Now getting on to my final thoughts. Overall, Secret Invasion episode one is a pretty underwhelming start to this season and a lot more of a mixed bag than I expected it to be. Again, I don't think the, a lot of the direction is very good. The execution of a lot of moments isn't great. The pl- plot feels very contrived. It's very messy all around. That's one word to describe it, but it is a messy episode. But it does set up some interesting character. It does set up an interesting arc with Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury, and I hope we get, I hope the show centers more on him for the rest of the season, rather than Talos and kind of the scrolls. because I feel like a lot of the actors on that side of the storyline don't really seem to be giving anything to their performance, and they haven't really made me care about that side of the show yet. So if you haven't seen episode one of Secret Invasion, I'm going to honestly recommend that you wait until the full season's out, and maybe wait for the full reviews, and see and maybe wait for my review at the, end of season, at the end of this limited series about whether I recommend it. Because overall, right now, I'm very mixed on this show. And I'm leaning that I, don't really, I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't really enjoy watching it too much. And also, I felt like it felt like a lot of wasted potential. I'm definitely leaning more negative than positive. So I would recommend just to uh, sit out on Secret Invasion for now if you haven't seen it. And wait until the whole season's out. And, and check out some people's reviews. Because again, it might be like the other Disney Plus shows. Where even though a lot of people are enjoying it now, I'm not really... For a lot of people who are enjoying it they might end up not really enjoying it by the time we get to the end so wait to see the show come out and then check out the reviews and then you can decide whether you want to watch secret invasion that's the best way to go because this first episode just was not it for me thank you guys so much for listening i'll catch you all next time bye